welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frustick, and I'm joined by Allegra Frank. Hey, Allegra! Hi, that was so fast. Was it really fast? You're like, hello, this is the History of Fun, I'm Russ Frustick. Like, that was would, extremely fast. Like the Micro Machines guy. Uh, also, Christopher <laughs> Thomas Plant, uh, who will be our expert today. Chris Plant, what have you brought for us? What starchy I, goodness have you brought for us? I have a gift. That came recommended to us by a listener. Oh, terrific. Uh, a shout out to Jim Fishwick, who recommended we do Mr. Potato Head. He had seen uh, a small article on Atlas Obscura, great website, but I am here to tell you we are going so very much deeper into the root of this <laughs> potato. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, you, you might have to redo. I don't <laughs> know if you. we lost... That you might have to say from Fishwick. Oh, plant! <laughs> you bet because his joke is was it fun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Thing. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna have to redo that because that joke sucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> okay. So you know my style. Every every time I I bring my own history, I'd like to give you. Something to look forward to. Here's what we have this week. We have the war. Maybe to end all wars. We have P.B. Herman. Oh, no, the second one, because obviously the first one ended up not being the war but, to end all but wars. But that's what they called it. They called it the yeah, war. Yeah, but I'm, that's why I said maybe to end all wars, because <laughs> now we haven't had a World War Three yet. I think you should change the title each time there's a new world war. Okay, fair. Thank you. Second, Pee Wee Herman. Third, choking hazards. Things that can choke I feel children. like you still haven't revealed the topic, right? No, he did. No, I haven't. Of course not. I, I, oh, I, no, he, he did. He I, he said did. He's in the mystery. <laughs> and, and a children's cereal box toy that could have altered the path of history as we know it. Oh, warm up my the topic time is. My topic is Mr. Potato Head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so to, to, to tell the story of Mr. Potato Head, we are going to need the time machine. So, uh, Russ, if you could get that ready for me. Wom, 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 Time machine sounds broken. Doesn't yeah, sound no, good. We're, it, it worked. We're here. We're in the 50s. It was not a very fun trip. That was like flying, like economy class um, I, I hope you're not whatever. building up again to the topic of the episode which again is in the title of this ep- like people no, no, already no, no, know no. what the topic is I, I, people already i already told them it's mr potato head oh you said he that okay just said yeah. that before we got the time oh my gosh machine. okay i got distracted now we're, <laughs> I, I feel we very got we got disoriented from the time machine anyway it's the 1950s wait have you mentioned <clears throat> the topic of the episode yet <laughs> oh my god it's the 1950s and the war is over American families, they are resettling, and they are making money. Yes, my friends. Mr. Sandman's playing in the background. I can't pay for it. Sure, yes. Yes, thank you. You can put that in in post. (laughs) Uh, My friends, it is a new age of domesticity. There is greater wealth and prosperity, specifically for working middle class whites. Just want to make I sure I really remember <laughs> where that is, because it is not for everybody, but it is for this very specific group. Um, it's also a technological renaissance, thanks in large part to a byproduct of the war. Uh, there's research, oh. industrialization, media, 
They're on the rise. Maybe plastic. Maybe I'll get to that uh, in a second if it. you will let me breathe. <laughs> we also have the rise of television, um, but also of mass production of affordable plastic. Plastic. Thank you. <laughs> One word for and the plant. Plastics. Plastics. Mm, that's a great reference to a grad, the graduate, which I'm going to guess half of our audience has not seen. Allegra got um, it. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, great. Thank God. In, in the 50s, things are uh, suddenly both cheap and disposable. And that sounds like a negative, uh, but it's like not meant to be. At the time, this was like the first time in history where middle class people could buy placemats and be like we're gonna keep these for a year and when they're trashy we'll just throw them in the trash um this is especially felt in the world of toys so for context way back in the day you would get a toy and it would like that was your toy It'd be made out of wood or, or metal slinkies were the like big toy immediately post-war the 1945 christmas season like slinkies were the rage but in the 50s we have things like the magic eight ball um, Legos were invented in what was the in early fifties. What was that? Ooze, luck. Oh, it was luck. It, it was luck. Yeah, that liquid is around luck. in the luck. Yeah, liquid luck. Uh, water balloons, color forms. Which, if you saw like old school Gumby toys, mm. that's what a, a color form is. Those Love the Gumby. wiffle ball, silly putty. A lot of these are actually tied to the war. Silly putty being a big one that maybe we'll get to in another episode. Ooh. Um, and then there's Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head is very unique from these other toys, and that is a little cliffhanger. I'm going to put a little, I'm going to hang a little light on, and we'll get to that later. So, Brooklyn native George Lerner is the inventor of the Mr. Potato Head. Mm -hmm. um, he had the idea in 1949, just on the eve of the 50s, to insert plastic, very sharp, pokey things body parts into fruits and vegetables to make sure. them like a doll or a figurine well, but they wouldn't um, even need to be that sharp if you put it in like a tomato sure <laughs> right <laughs> yeah if you put it in tomato you can put anything into a tomato if right. you try hard enough so we knew what it needed to be like an apple well we'll get to that okay sorry i'm sorry You've Just probably seen... Okay, so like, I, I want you to think about why, why the potato head is important. Because before this, this isn't the first time we've seen like, oh, here's ways for kids to make goofy faces. Sure. But it was the first time you could do it in 3D. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So like, it used to be like, oh, on paper, these, this is a really popular toy. Is this the after revolution the Mr. Him. Wooly thing? You know, Mr. You Wooly? You really like the, move the, the, the magnetic the magnet, thing around? Yeah, the magnet thing. I, that's, a, that's a really good question. Mm. I don't know. I, my guess is it wouldn't be because Mr. Wooly is also dependent on cardboards and plastics. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so trivia time. Why was Mr. Potato Head extremely controversial for his time? I'm going to guess because maybe it was... Wait, when was the potato famine? I feel like it was what? around then. No? Uh... Guess again. Am I way off? Was that an 1800s thing? <laughs> mm -hmm. Get, try, but you, you, aren't, you aren't totally wrong. Or it was, like, do I you would have an guess it was racist to Irish people. That would be my guess. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that parents did not like kids wasting food. That is dead on. After hey! the war... And the Depression, parents were used to food rationing. 
So the mm. idea of wasting mm. food seemed like ethically But wrong. you're not wasting it. You're just poking some holes in it, and then you well, can eat it still. That's true. But toy companies were completely spooked by the possibility of a backlash. So for years, George could not get any companies on board. In fact, um, he sold it. The, when he finally did sell it, he sold it for $5,000 oh, no. to a cereal box company who wanted to make just small body parts that they could throw in cereal boxes and sure. distribute it as that. That's so, so sad. Years Wait, but, but was it, let me ask you, was it called Mr. Potato Head, like, when he had it? Um, I, I don't know. I can't tell you for Because it seems certain. like it wasn't specific to potatoes at that point. It could have gone in anything. I think it like, probably would have been. I think sure. it would have still been specific to potatoes. Okay. Um, at the same time, he, ma- he makes a steal, right? Um, and then this is, this is going, I'm going to reference a book, uh, Timeless Toys, Classic Toys, and Player Makers Who Created Them by Tim Walsh. Uh, we're going to reference this book quite a bit, so I want to make sure it gets a good shout out up front. Um, he finally meets his dream partners, the Hassenfeld brothers uh, of Rhode Island. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on the Hassenfeld brothers because they're also going to be kind of a key player here. Uh, Hassenfeld Brothers, Inc. was founded in Rhode Island in 1923 by Henry Halal and Herman Hassenfeld, which are the three best names ever made. <laughs> They're all age names. Uh, and it was founded to sell scrap textiles because it was the 20s. Um, in no time, they used that uh, scrap to make hat liner and pen- pencil box covers. Um, Halal eventually moved to another textile company. Henry took over. Um, and it... it did pretty well during the great depression they had around 150 to 200 employees and wow. still managed sales of around 500,000 a year pretty good which is yeah that's from funninguniverse.com which <laughs> i did not know existed but of course they got those deep cuts um their pencil supplier uh that they were working with for these pencil boxes uh raised prices they went into the box business as a competitor of uh. the Hassenfelds. Oh. So the brothers were like, okay, we'll go into the pencil business. And hey. it worked real well. In fact, that company, the Hassenfeld brothers, still make pencils to this day. Good for them. Um, were they the number two folks? Did they come up with the number two? They, they came, they, <laughs> we're not number one, we're number two, and we, <laughs> we'll make that a pencil. Um, got into, they got into toys in the 1930s. Um, by 1942, there's more interest in toys and supplies. You know, we're starting to, we're in the war, hoping to see our way out. Uh, people want some joy. Uh, Halal passed away. Henry becomes CEO. He puts his son, uh, Merrill, into the presidency of the company. Um, and during the war, they get into plastics, like pretty much everybody. Uh, and they scale down a little bit. Um, so they have, like, the plastic skills that, our boy George is going to be excited about. Now, boy George. trivia again. <laughs> the name Hassenfeld Brothers, it might mm-hmm. sound familiar. Why do you think that is? <gasps> I, I it, got it. Oh, it hit do you, you, didn't it? Yep. Hasbro. Yep. Oh. Two for two, baby. <clears throat> wow. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Hasbro uh, is what their former, like, corporate name became. Uh, Hasbro has... A very interesting history. Um, I'm going to give you a taste of it as like this little intermission. We'll save more of this for another episode. This is from F- Funding Universe again. Um, 
Two products from Hasbro's 1970 line turned into public relations disasters. Javelin darts were declared unsafe by the government. And Hypo Squirt, a water gun shaped like a hypodermic needle, was dubbed by the press a junior junkie kit. Awesome. Both products were promptly removed from the market. Yeah, I knew about lawn darts. I didn't know about the syringe. Can we get those off eBay? I want one. Hypo Squirt. I just, I love that it's literally named after a hypodermic needle. I mean, it was probably made with that same material, just without the needle. Because those, mm, th- those, I don't know about that, but maybe those things, the plungers, plungers. are like very good for shooting water. They're great. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, uh, we have to go back to the early 1950s. Can you load that time machine up? Again? Oh, <laughs> wow! And this time we traveled by time elephant. Um, <laughs> Uh, the author Walsh makes a great point about the Hassenfelds in terms of why they would not uh, worry about the controversy of rationing. And it's that t- kids were probably like ready for fun. Kids had like grown up in this very serious atmosphere because of the war. Sure. Um, and in contrast, the toys that they themselves were selling were, I kid you not, a junior air raid kit. What does that mean? What? Like... I've got my kit ready in case there's an air raid. Oh. But that's not a toy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what people thought toys <laughs> it's were. It's like a bottle of water in a case. <laughs> that's what people thought toys were. And like a, a lead shield. And oh crackers. <laughs> Lots of books cover you. Um, so, yeah. So, one problem. We, the, the Hassenfelds and George are, are pals. This seems great. But they need the rights from the cereal company or else they can't distribute this so they go to the cereal company they're like hey we'll give you two grand to cease production and five grand to cover the fee that you paid our buddy george and they take it Mm -hmm. and that is why we are allowed to have mr potato head if they had said no no mr potato head and probably no hasbro and no Um, happiness and definitely no happiness. The war would have continued. <laughs> Who knows? It could have been terrible. Um, Lerner gets a new contract. Uh, George Lerner. He gets $500 in advance. Um, but he gets 5% royalty on every Mr. Potato Head Holy kit. cow. That's wow. pretty good. Yeah. That's a staggering amount of money, as we will discover. Um, so yeah, now it's time to sell this thing. And here is what separates Mr. Potato Head from all those other toys. They have the best gimmick, a TV commercial. In fact, the first TV commercial for a toy ever. Wow. Really? It's Mr. Potato Head. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Captain uh, Kangaroo didn't have commercials? So, well, here, here's some context for you. Um, I believe it's 1952, 53 when, when it's released. Um, according to, oh yeah, it's 52 is when it's released. Now, in 46, there were less than 250,000 TVs. Mm. In 51, there was only 8 million, which is big. Sure. But like, on its way up. By 55, there's 32 million. Whoa. So they like, catch the wave. Yeah. When, when it's rolling through. Um, for the life of me, I cannot find this. I could find a commercial for the expansion Oh, uh, an expansion of Mr. Potato Head, uh, starring Mrs. Potato Head, that maybe we can convince Russ to put a little bit of sound into this podcast for, maybe, maybe. not. If not, we'll just put a link somewhere. <laughs> um, so, the original toy. Um, it came with styrofoam that you could uh, experiment on. 
or just like put the plastic bits into that way you didn't lose all of them how many how many plastic bits did you think it came with the original version the original version i'm gonna say it came with let's say eyes maybe an angry version of the eyes mm-hmm. nose mouth so that's four two mm-hmm. arms six uh frowny lips seven mm-hmm. uh did you get the hat no uh, eight would be the hat and then eyebrows nine ten ten okay allegra do you have a guess oh feet yeah okay i'm gonna say it came with i'm gonna say it came with like eight pieces i'm gonna say it's that seems low, low. i'm gonna say it's low it came with 30 whoa oh, never mind <laughs> yeah the the styrofoam body, hands, feet, ears, two mouths, two pairs of eyes, four noses, three hats, glasses, a pipe, eight three facial hats, hair pieces made of felt. <laughs> they <laughs> sold it for 98 cents. And <gasps> shortly after release, you could order an expansion pack DLC for 50 parts for 50 cents. Wait, 50 more parts? Mm-hmm. What the heck? So you had 80, 80 parts for the Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing you should know about it. Like this, the parts, a lot of them look like junk that was like found on the floor. It's like a screw. Like, yeah, of like like a a t-shirt factory. Like it's just like yeah. uh, I guess this button is an eye, and like this scrap of yarn. This is hair. That makes more sense. It's yeah. Can I also ask? So it's um, it's made of styrofoam. <laughs> did did it look like as we picture Mr. Potato today? Oh well, the styrofoam no, that was, was just that, like a holder thing. Oh, that oh. was just a base. Yeah, you would you yeah. would get your own potato. Okay, but not a real um, potato. Nineteen fifty-three. <laughs> right? Oh gosh, what? Is it a plastic potato or no? No, it's a real potato. Okay, I just wanted to confirm that it hadn't transferred over to real potato. Uh, no, we're in we're oh. in real potato territory. Understood. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to call out the sponsor for today's show, Casper, which is great because I really enjoy sleeping. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. I love to sleep, so this is very fitting. In case you don't know, Casper makes dope mattresses that are comfortable, affordable, and hassle-free with free shipping to the US and Canada. Mattresses ship right to your door in a small, manageable box, and you can be sure of your purchase thanks to Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash historyoffun and by using the offer code historyoffun at checkout. That's casper.com slash historyoffun, offer code historyoffun, that's one word. Terms and conditions apply. Sleep well, and with that, let's get back to the history. Nineteen fifty-three, a year less than a year later, on Valentine's Day, Mister Potato Head marries Missus Potato Head. They start wow. a family of small fries. Hey, <laughs> wait, okay. You can credit it. the Kansas City Star came up with that pun. Well done. Uh, they, they gain veggie friends like Katie the Carrot and Pete the Pepper, um, and they have kids. What are the names of their children? Mm, starchy. Brother uh, Spud brother and Spud. Sister Yam. Sister Yam? Yeah, but a yam is not a potato. It's in the family. Mm, a yam is a sweet potato. Is it the same thing as sweet potatoes? Yeah. Yams? I, yes. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. They're very pretty, related. I know they're related. Um, but. I have a question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
What was Mrs. Potato Head's name before she was Mrs. Potato Head? Did they ever say? Oh, it's sick. She was also Potato Head. They married inside the family. <laughs> she was just Miss Potato Head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Gross>. Tragic. <laughs> um, they they uh, uh, soon had a car and a trailer that you could put them in. They wait, also wait, had... Wait, 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 wait. Before we go on. So Mrs. Potato Head presumably had her, her own set of like customizable yeah. parts. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then what was the car made out of? Plastic. Oh, Everything okay. is made out of plastic. If you have a question about the future of toys, the answer is plastics. Yeah, but the potatoes are still potatoes. Yeah, well, mm, just right? you wait. Just okay. you wait. I will. Um, they also had pets, the Spudettes, and they had a kitchen set, which I think is morbid. <laughs> you don't do, you, have you, do you ever see that show Tales from the Dark Side? Uh, yes. It was like a Twilight Zone knockoff. Do yes, you remember yes, yes. the episode where she orders the glasses? Like, she's trying to lose weight, and she orders glasses that are like, these glasses make you lose weight. And then she, it makes it so that she can see and hear all the food in her house. Oh. And it talks to them. And then she has to sew her own mouth shut. I imagine <gasps> that's what it felt like being a potato head Why in, would she? In the oh, I see. To say, to, yeah, not eat food. Prevent herself from eating it. Yeah. Why would she need to sew um, her mouth shut, though? Because cause she has no willpower. No, no, because she doesn't want to eat things that talk to her. So why would he, she need to sew her mouth shut, is what I'm saying. <laughs> because because <sighs> if she doesn't want to starving, do it. She's okay. starving. Please let okay. plan continue. Pla- plastic toys. We're here. We're here for the time that you've been waiting for. You clearly were just not on board from the very beginning. I don't like the idea of a toy rotting in my house. It makes me very uncomfortable. Interesting you should mention that. That was one of the number one reasons why they wanted to switch to plastic. Um, 64 is when they switch to the plastic head, plastic body. Um, Turns out partly organic material is not good for a toy. Um, Also not good for a toy really pokey things that are sharp enough to pierce a potato. Um, under new toy regulation, they had to change that. So uh, that's why they... I, I think that is really the big reason they switched to plastic for the body, is they needed something that you could put the uh, pieces in mm-hmm. without them having to be, like, sharp and proddy. I mean, literally um, not anything can poke through a potato. It does not need to be sharp, but go it on. It needs I'm to be pretty sharp. Um, they, they, like, once again had friends. The friends were named the Tutti Fruity Friends. Oh, and Jesus. they, uh, visited locales like Wild West, uh, the circus, and the moon. The <laughs> moon? Yes. With cheese friends um, on, on the moon. Yeah, mm, mm, yeah, nothing goes better on a potato than a big old thing of moon cheese. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the, the iconic toy we know starts to form around the mid-70s. Um, in 1974, uh, I, I didn't want to tell you this beforehand because it's repulsive, but uh, Mr. Potato Head had a body. Like, you would plug, like, a plastic body into him. It was really <laughs> Wait, hideous. I don't understand. It was, he was just, like, like an like actual a, head? Like, like, it was a Mr. Pota- Mr. Potato Head was a head mm-hmm. that you would then plug into a, like, small-sized plastic body. Oh. Like, imagine a G.I. Joe, and you cut the head off, and then you, like... Plug I guess, that into a potato. Right. That's why they called it Mr. Potato Head. Because I guess right now, like when you think of Mr. Potato Head, his like head and body are the same thing. It's all a potato. Yeah. So yeah, seventy four. They cut off the appendages. Smart. Um. They switched to fewer, larger accessories to avoid choking. Yeah. Um. Again, to meet regulations. Um. 
in the 80s, it gets closer to the shape and color that everybody recognizes today. They mm. also added the trunk to his tush. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you can this is, store your this parts is my favorite the part of the Mr. Potato Head, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he is his own storage device. You love the junk in his trunk? I love the junk in his trunk, mm-hmm. precisely. I, I, lo- I think it's very uh, ingeniously designed. I, w- I they probably could have picked another spot besides his butt to like pull stuff out of, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you love pulling stuff out of his butt. I'm just saying. I thought it was very innovative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and here is where Mr. Potato Head essentially just becomes an icon. Uh, this is where he like transcends toy status. A potato kind of icon. As- <laughs> 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 so, in 1986, he gets four write-in votes for the mayor of Boise, Idaho. Okay. Hey. Um, in 1987, because Idaho is very popular. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Boise, uh, the potato Idaho. But it's also known for famous potatoes, Idaho. Oh yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> um, in 1987, he gives up his pipe. It's part of the American Cancer Society's Great American Smokeout. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other stuff like this. Um, in 92, he partners, partners with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the President's Council for Physical Fitness to stop being a couch potato. Oh, yeah. In 1996, Mr. Potato Head and it, Mrs. Potato Head yeah. joined the League of Women Voters. <laughs> Good for them. Do they get like a parchment that they can uh, customize themselves with? No, they get a starchment. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are we intentionally <laughs> skipping 1995? Uh, uh, well, yes, we are. Okay. I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Okay. I, okay. I just <laughs> cool your jets. <laughs> In 2000, um, the, Mr. Potato Head becomes the family travel ambassador of Rhode Island, headquarters of Hasbro. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that, that basically catches us up to today uh, in terms of like his big icon stuff, except his time in TV, film, and comics, which we will now hit. Thank you, Allegra. Thank you, Allegra. <laughs> um... In 1985, he appears in the Mr. Potato Head cartoon series. That must have lasted a while. Potato Head Kids. <laughs> yeah, how, how many it's episodes? An, <laughs> it is, it's an animated show yeah. paired with My Little Pony and Friends. So the way it would work if you, is, I don't know, do you remember watching Garfield and like Heathcliff? Garfield and Friends? Yes, yeah. 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 It'd be like 15 minutes of the main show, and then you'd get like whatever the scraps are. Yeah. Potato Head Kids was the scraps, along with shows called Moon Dreamers or the Glow Friends. Oh, those are the and worms, the glow worms. Right? Oh, sure. I had one I of those. Guess. That was not the scraps. That was the prime meat right there. The <laughs> prime you had worm meat. Taste. <laughs> it had. Uh, it was mostly about the Potato Head Kids. Sure, but did they Mr. keep the Potato name Head spam and uh, or not spam? Uh, spot oh, that's yam? a good question. I don't. I didn't check. Unclear. I'm going to guess they didn't because it was like the mid-80s. They were probably like, jazz and traz <laughs> Yam, yam voiced by a young Allison Janney. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Mr. Potato Head was voiced by Kenneth Mars. Do you know who that is? No. 
He's a Mel Brooks actor. He was the Nazi playwright in The Producers. Oh, oh yeah. He's also the one who does the like strong uh, Eastern European accent in uh, Young Frankenstein. Mm, yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, it aired, to answer your question, 23 episodes, oh, which sounds like a run. lot. Yeah. Until you realize that it ran from September 18, uh, 1986 to February 1987. <laughs> so they pretty much buried oh, wow. those episodes fast. Um, yes. In 1995, as Allegra hinted at, Mr. Potato Head appeared in Toy Story. Yep. My he was voiced movie. by John Ratzenberger. Is no. that right? Oh, no. He was no. the pink. Oh, God. I don't you know this person. George Went? No. Ugh. Isn't it a Pixar guy? No. No. He died. He's a very famous comedian. Didn't he die? Oh, I know. Uh, not Don Rickles, was it? Don Rickles? Don Rickles. It was. Don Rickles. Yes. Don right. Rickles. And there is a joke where his, the junk falls out of his trunk. Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, Mr. Warmth, and- I believe they called him. Oh my gosh! They get the they get one more show out of uh, Mr. Potato Head. The Mr. Potato Head show. Uh, it also ran one season from September 1998 to February 1999 for 13 episodes. But it is the first true standalone standalone show um, for our, our our pal the Spud. It is a puppet style show. Oh, uh, can't abide that. The puppetry is designed by the Chiodo brothers. Um, they did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh wow! And the large Marge claymation scene <gasps> in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay, oh, now Lord. I want to see it. Yeah, to give you an idea, it is as deeply upsetting as that art style would suggest. That sounds uh, amazing. I, the one chunk of an episode I watched, Aliens Visit, and they have very bad New York accents. They keep being like, we're aliens, bada-bing, bada-boom. <laughs> and Mr. Potato is driving like a Chrysler through space to get away from Earth. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and... One final big piece of media for Mr. Potato Head fans. 2002. Uh, Battlefield Mr. Earth. Potato Head. Oh. Gets his own comic. Mr. Potato Head. Unplugged. Trivia. Who wrote this comic? Alan Moore. No, but I'll give you a clue. We've, we've mentioned their work previously in this very episode. Oh. In this episode? In this episode. How many comic people have we mentioned think about it what if mel brooks wrote garfield and friends jim davis jim davis wrote a mr potato head comic series and it looks just like it looks like you know how when you're drawing like you see a cartoonist uh draw a character how they do like oh like here's a small circle and then a large circle and I'll yeah. just connect these lines and suddenly it's Bright Simpson. This looks like you did like that, the circles for Garfield and then like one or two lines and then didn't do anything else. <laughs> You're like, it's a potato. <gasps> this is this is like, it, it just looks like really lazy Garfield. Riding high um, on that suction cup money. Good. Yeah, I have a note here that sold a million in the first year. That can't be for the comic. I think that's a, a hanging note from the original Mr. Potato Head. Uh, I think it just kind of got bumped down my Google Doc. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, I, I guess this is a good spot to end. Because this is something that you've been questioning the entire episode, Russ. Mm. Why Mr. Potato Head and not any other vegetable or fruit head? Yeah. 
Potato. Well, potatoes don't last forever. No, but, but I, at this point, okay, we're talking about plastic, right? Like, if you have this massively successful plastic toy that is mm-hmm. all about Mr. Potato Head, why wouldn't you be like, hey, and here's his cousin tomato face? Well, they did that. We, we've already mentioned that. They have, like, Larry the Pepper or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the potato's, like, a good-sized surface, uh-huh. right? To, like, mm-hmm. stick things on. There's something vaguely humanoid about it. It's and like, they taste good. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes french yeah. fries. Yeah. Everyone likes potatoes. Yeah, it, it's kind of that. It's widely available, mm-hmm. which is crucial. Because at this time, back in the day, I don't know if you remember, like, Boardwalk Empire, a little before this happened, but it'd be like, Nookie brings back oranges. Oh, yeah, it's a big <laughs> Who deal. Who can forget this classic example from the final season of Boardwalk Empire where Nookie brings oranges? But it's like, oh, wow, you brought back oranges. Like, at, at this time, potatoes are the one thing you can find everywhere. Yep. But more importantly, it's very sturdy. If you, like, poke it a number of times, it still maintains its shape. Mm-hmm. And it's not messy. Like, if you poke it, it's not going to ooze. It's just going to be, like, oh, sure. dry mm-hmm. potato. Yeah. And because of that, it held on to the plastic parts. That was the other thing. If you, like, put it into some uh, veggies, like a tomato, they'll, like, droop. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. You're really, really mad that <laughs> he just they wants can't it to be use a other. Tomato. You could use a cucumber. He really wants it to be tomato head. Yeah. Um, tomato, I'm I agree. A... It would be a mess. It would be a big mess. Uh, I grant that part. <laughs> Thank you. What, what are you going to say, Plant? I'm going to give some thank yous. Okay. Um, uh, a big thank you to Tim Walsh. Again, the book Timeless Toys, Classic Toys, and the Playmakers Who Created Them was um, extremely helpful for this podcast. Uh, a lot of the history comes from that book. Um, FundingUniverse.com, Mental Floss, uh, and the Kansas City Star, appropriately enough. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I think that's I think that's our episode on Mr. Potato Head. Oh, and thank you um, to uh, our guy who recommended this episode. I think his name was oh Jim. Gosh. Something fish. Ha- it is Jim, Jim Fishwick. Because in the back again, of my head, Jim. I was thinking of making a fish and chips joke because of the potatoes. Oh my and, gosh! But represent Jim. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, Chris you all. Plant. Very Thanks. educational on uh, Mr. Potato Head. I didn't know that about the commercial. That was surprising. Thought the hula hoop would have beaten it out to the TV, but Ugh. guess not. Ugh. Allegra hates the hula hoop. Hate it. Um, anything physically active, <laughs> Allegra seems to be against. <laughs> um, thank you, uh, Chris Plant. Thank you, Allegra. And thank you, everyone at home. As always, if you want to uh, rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts, we appreciate it. Or just simply tweet it out, uh, share it with the world, uh, let people know um, that the History of Fun is a podcast that you enjoy. Um, and and spread it out there so we can uh, get more folks on board. Anyway, until next time, this has been the History of Fun where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. Farewell. Farewell.